Hi, and welcome to another Modern Commerce Talk from Aventia. I'm Jack Stratton, your host from Insider Trends, and I'm joined again by Tobias Bergstrom, Commerce Advisor at Aventia. Today, we're going to be touching on D2C, direct to consumer, another hot topic um, during the pandemic. Lots and lots of brands um, who've never gone direct to consumer before, or at least not, at least not on a big scale have suddenly been making kind of big retail news for doing so. Um, and it's become a hot topic because obviously that's felt like a bit of a, um, a threat probably to certain um, third party sellers and retailers and marketplaces. Um, it's also inspired lots of other brands to start to rethink, I think, the whole idea of whether they should be doing this. Are they missing out? Is this a future? There's also this whole idea of, I guess, why people are doing it, because sometimes if it's Heinz, for example, doing it, People are thinking, well, is it really because of making money or is actually the real uh, the real kind of strategy here to do with data, getting their own data? Um, and of course, people are often speculating in that scenario because I don't really know, um, you know what Heinz's motivations are if they don't share it. But whatever, whatever um, our opinion on this stuff, it's super interesting and there's a lot going on. And no doubt, um, eventually you're getting a lot of requests about this from your clients. So, um, Tobias, I just want to get your take on some of this. Um, mm -hmm. So, firstly, very broadly, um, what is the value in a D to in a kind of D to C platform and a direct to consumer platform for a brand who's never done anything like that before? Hmm. I think there are at least two main motivators for for going direct to consumer, and uh, the first one is perhaps not outspokenly, but it's about margins. Right. I mean, obviously, if you can cut out uh, a couple of guys in the middle, uh, your margins will increase. But I don't think that's the, perhaps the dominant uh, factor for, for deciding to go direct to consumer. But it's more about uh, actually being able to sell their entire product portfolio. Right. Mm. So the, just like we, we see um, tendencies of uh, consumers being less loyal, we see the same thing in the, in the entire distribution chain, right? So importers or distributors are becoming less uh, brand loyal, uh, but especially retailers. So you have to fight for your retail space as a producer and brand owner today. And, and um, I mean, many of the, the, the producers and brand owners I've been talking to uses that as the, their main argument to make sure that you, you actually have a sellable product or a sellable product portfolio to the consumer. Mm -hmm. So, so, and um, so, it's not about really competing with retail, but but it is getting your message through. And if you can get some some revenue and some margins out of that, great. So, but I think those are, are the main two. And you mentioned to me before this idea of channel conflict and people are talking about that in relation to D2C. So talk me through that a little bit. What's the, what kind of issues does this create in terms of channel conflict? And is that a reason to not do it? Uh, obviously, if um, we're, we're talking about the, uh, uh, the, the brand loyalty of retailers uh, going down and um, Obviously, if uh, you're deciding to open up a new sales channel direct to consumers, that relationship and that loyalty can evaporate even more. Um, so, so, of course, the, there will be angry people on the retail side if you go, decide to go direct. But in my experience, the, the biggest resistance uh, from going direct to consumers is actually within your own organization. And especially, 
uh, the sales force. So you're, you're absolutely scared stiff of losing that retail account uh, because of that channel conflict, that pol political conflict of you going direct. Um, so you will have an army of uh, resistors uh, in, in the sales department. I mean, put it bluntly and then very in a black and white way. So that's what I find. I mean, if, if you can't com convince the, the sales guys to, to, do, to go direct, then it probably won't happen. But I think, the um, the dawn and and the uh, the um, uh, importance of marketplaces has shifted this. Um, yeah. So, I mean, often there is no political issue in putting your product on a marketplace such as Amazon, right? It's almost expected that you take care of your product information, that you that you lead the way at least. Uh, um, on, on Amazon, say, for your, your branded product. And when you're there, you're going to sell. And all of a sudden, you are selling directly, even though it's through a marketplace. Uh, then selling directly online, I mean, in your e-commerce, is not that big a deal anymore. So you can, you can as a consumer, you can buy from the retailer, uh, the uh, pure e-tailer that might even be the distributor, uh, you can buy from the marketplace. You can buy directly from uh, from the brand. So it's just uh, everybody is becoming everything in the distribution chain right now, and thus the the channel crunch and the channel conflict uh, is not as serious anymore. And just to add a pandemic perspective to it, because we have to, right? Uh, again, if it, it's so much easier to 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 go directly to consumer under these circumstances. Um, because again, if you can't buy uh, that product from brand X in any of the existing retail outlets, be it physical or, or online, yeah, you will find a way. Uh, that's a great motivator. Uh, I also think when, when going directly to consumer, there are some things to keep in mind as, as a brand owner and producer. Um, my first hot tip is to think diligently about your pricing strategy. Are you going to compete with your retailers, i.e. your customers, um, on the same price level? Are you going to work campaigns just as they do? Or do you keep to your recommended retail price? Hmm. Right? I think that, that, that is for me a key question. If you, start, if you start price competing with your customers, you might be in trouble. Uh, if you try to keep the uh, the recommended retail price, then you're being you're then you're having integrity and and you're actually doing you're walking the talk, so to speak. So so that's one thing. But also, I mean, clearly communicating to your retailers why you're you're doing this, why you're taking this step. Uh, and again, often it's not because they you want to take away their business. Quite the opposite, and that's what, also what we're seeing in a lot of cases when you go direct it does not decrease the retailer's uh, sales, quite the opposite. Mm, that's really interesting. And it's, I mean, there's so many aspects of that that um, I think you've touched on. I think the cultural question is really an, an important one, the fact that actually the resistance comes from uh, within, especially from the sales team. I hadn't thought about that. That's a really interesting point. Um, how closely this is all linked with loyalty, actually. This is almost like an exercise in improving customer loyalty. Um, 
massively important. The other thing um, I'd like to ask about specifically about DTC is, you know, how I, I get the sense that some brands, not necessarily all brands, but just by the size of their DTC platforms, they almost look to me like tests, like trials. They look like they are exercises. You know, they're not necessarily enormous. And that has made me think almost that's part of the opportunity, isn't it? I mean, you could be a very large manufacturer of a set of products or whatever, selling through lots of retailers and doing all kinds of interesting stuff. But rather like Dyson did with their stores years ago, where they just opened up these um, stores really just in a direct to consumer way, just to kind of show off their products and educate the customer about the products. It's just like a way to maybe trial something, but probably in quite an easy way, right? Because rather than all those legacy problems you might have in your normal e-commerce stuff, you can just start this little D2C platform off from scratch, can't you? And that's kind of, yeah. and what do you think about that? Because to me, that seems a massive opportunity. This, this is such a cool way of just being able to trial something and maybe keep it away from your existing stuff. I absolutely agree. And I think a lot of brands and producers feel too far away from their actual consumer, right? Mm -hmm. They don't meet yeah. the consumer. Um, <laughs> so, so opening up a brand store, even though you don't sell anything or, or or, or trialing direct consumer uh, e-commerce is a way to get under the skin of the consumer and get not the data, but the understanding of, of what's actually working and not. And uh, yeah, for the last 100 years, I mean, we haven't had that. We have that opportunity now. So again, it doesn't have to be a revenue machine uh, to go uh, direct to consumer with e-commerce or physical store, but it can be a, a fantastic way to actually learn uh, how the consumer works, what 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 works in terms of, and use that for product development or or sales mm. argumentation or whatever. And I think that's perhaps. Uh, I think you're right. It's uh, it's a very undervalued, uh, underrated uh, reason for going direct. Absolutely, yeah, I I completely agree. Um, and it's been, I think, for me, one of the most interesting things that's been accelerated um, during the pandemic. Um, Tobias, thanks so much um, for sharing your expertise as always. Um, that's all we've got time for for this Modern Commerce Talk um, and we'll have another one for you soon. Thanks very much and take care. Cheers.